Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's your brother Bob. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's the last Friday of April, so it's time for our Friday Shorts edition of The Dose. The Shorts are some of my favorite episodes because they're brief, fast, and fun. Perfect for people with an attention span of a housefly. People like me. Check them out. I've come to the conclusion I like other people's babies, obviously, because uh, I don't have any of my own anymore. But I also like other people's dogs, and I think I would like getting a dog. Why? Because you don't you don't like commitment. I think it's partly that. I think yeah. you know I have I'm on the go a lot, and yeah. I feel bad about leaving a, yeah, but you a have dog kids. at home. I mean, I know you don't you don't have to deal with your kids all the time, but you know. Yeah, but they're. Uh, are you saying they're like dogs? And so if I have kids, then I can obviously have dogs. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's a it's a level of responsibility that's greater than dogs. Yeah. And so you're already you've already put yourself out there with that level of responsibility. It seemed to me like a dog would be just a, a speck that you're adding to that. No, because they're 18 and 15, so I barely like they barely yeah. even talk to me. Whereas a dog would be like going backwards. Why don't you get a teenage dog? They'll a teenage dog. That's a good idea. An adult dog that has a job. Yeah. It right. can just be my roommate and friends and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Look, you have your life. I have mine. Sometimes I'll scratch you behind the ears. Well, <laughs> and you know, you like the dogs. You you love my dog. My dog I love loves dogs. you. I, I love other, but I, again, I love other people's other dogs. Other people's dogs. Yeah. Well, I, and I can see that too. I can see it, especially with children too, because man, babies, they're so fun to hold yeah. and to look at and to coo at. But you know, after about 10 minutes, maybe one, I'm ready to hand them back and say, oh, that was fun. Thanks. Yeah. You know, and then it's up to you to change that little blob and to, to did, make did, sure that it stays alive. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think of dragonflies uh, sewed your mouth shut. I think my Aunt Joyce told me that when I visited her on Cape Cod one time. They used to call them sewing needles. Oh, look, it's a sewing needle. I'm like, a sewing needle? Why do you call it that? Oh, because if it gets close enough to you, it'll sew your lips shut. Ooh. You thought of that because, you know, the long tail on that thing. I didn't know how it worked. I never saw one sew someone's mouth up, but I felt pretty sure that it's going to happen to me. Oh, that makes me rethink that I, when I tell kids, like if they're buying a plant at the heavy, that, you know, not to put it around them if they're sleeping because it'll lay eggs in their ears. <laughs> All right. I might stop doing that. Well, you just don't know how many of them will carry it into their 50s and go. They just that's, never have plants. They just have weed killer oh with my. them at all times. <laughs> That makes plants so evil. Like, you know, I'm going to use you as the host. Yeah. That's like the alien from Alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bird a little action. Birds. A lot of bird action. We have a lot because we put bird bird feeders all over my yard. That keeps the cats entertained. That's horrible. Honestly, it's really bad because my cats, I think I've mentioned before, are serial killers. And, uh, and we found a little, a little barely alive mole in the middle of our rug uh, a couple days ago. It was, <laughs> it's the saddest thing. Because they're adorable. You ever seen moles? They're yeah, they're adorable. Cute. Yeah. They've got these big, like, human hands yep. right, on the body of a tiny little, cute little blind rodent. Yeah. Uh, and they also have really you sure long there was a claws. mole and not like some sort of, like, maybe UCF is doing some sort of experiments out here and <laughs> that one escaped? 
I'm always looking for those. I yeah. read way too much Dean Koontz and Stephen King. <laughs> so, you know, I'm testing my dog to see if she can play Scrabble because maybe she's a mutant, yeah. you know, from the laboratory. That is one thing I'm scared of with typewriters. What's that? Um, obviously, like, whatever I type will come true if I find a cursed one. Oh. But then I also think about the ribbons, right? Like, what... Who wrote on these ribbons prior to me? Like most of them, when I get a typewriter, are dry and they're old, and I have to take them out and replace them. But who knows what was written on that? Yeah. Like, do I need to burn them? Do I need to destroy them? Yeah, you could ransom notes could have been written on those things. Who knows? Or some sort of, you know, Jerry Maguire manifesto, which definitely <laughs> needs to be burned. Exactly, Jerry Maguire <laughs> and your manifestos. You complete me. Uh, show me the money. <laughs> hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. That was episode number 595 of this podcast. We're going to hit 600 next week, then take a little break to get ready for our show at the Orlando International Fringe Festival. We'll probably do some best of episodes for most of May, so please stay tuned for that. And thank you, as always, for listening to us. Bob and I, us, me me and Bob, the two of us. Just the two of us. I more yelled that than sang it. <laughs>